Don't you wanna die happy with a smile on your face? Wake up a laughing, <laughs> cause you're free of all the things that would hold you from your ocean view. Life's a landscape, why don't you baby? Jan thank you for having us in your wonderful home. Well, thank you for coming. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. I have to say this is uh, one of the most um, Balinese places we've filmed so far, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a beautiful space. <laughs> it is. And so for the listeners who aren't watching any video, we, we're actually in Jan wife's uh, studio, a lady called Hilary. She kindly lent us her um, art studio. Would you call it a pottery studio? Uh, a lot of uh, pottery, also uh, painting, drawing. So, yeah, she's an artist. She also do uh, clothing, okay, and all of that. So, yeah, mm, beautiful, very talented. So, well, we're out. We're out on the road again, aren't we? The How to Die Happy podcast is yet again on the road in Bali. But this isn't New York, <laughs> is it? So, <laughs> no, tell us different. all about your recent trip to New York City. Well, it was great, you know, really great that uh, CNN uh, put uh, plastic exchange on a map, so to speak, that we are on a top 10 CNN heroes. And really, this is just uh, a testimonials for our effort here in Bali, that uh, the recognition of the dignity prosperity and environments. Mm. So in Bali, we call it Trihita Karana, which is the three ways to achieve happiness. Uh, that's the balance between connection human to God, which is the dignity, mm -hmm. and then connection, the harmonious connection human to human is uh, prosperity, and the harmonious connection human to the environment. So if we do these three, we can die happy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're straight in there I love it I think that was the shortest podcast we ever did thank you Jenna thank you it was great to see you <laughs> that's beautiful so but let's face it that's it's a, it's a huge achievement for you to be because obviously we're going to talk about plastic exchange in a mm. moment but let's talk about the CNN thing for a moment so how how did that happen how did it come about that you were that you were noticed by CNN well it was uh, pleasantly surprised I would say uh, because I do what I do. Uh, the people in Bali really uh, embrace the movement uh, plastic exchange, which is the exchange between plastic and rice at the moment. And when I start this, I never thought about it, oh, I'm going to be recognized or this is my goal. So my goal is just one, which is edu -action, education in action. Mm. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people also from uh, all over the world uh, that see this movement and nominate me, nominated me uh, to CNN, and CNN actually called me, "Hey, this is Janor," you know, and I said, "Yes, this is Janor speaking." And do you know about CNN Hero? Yes, I know because one of my friends, Robin Lim, was a CNN hero in okay. 2019 or 15. I forgot. But uh, and Laura uh, from CNN was asking me, "Hey, uh, a lot of people nominate you. 
watch CNN Hero, would you be would you be interested? You know, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Yeah, too busy exchanging plastic <laughs> for rice. Can't, can't do that. Yeah, but yeah, and then I was just like, uh, uh, it's almost like when you're single and somebody asks you to go out, it's almost like so flattered, you know, like, <laughs> oh, wow, really? <laughs> and I said, hey, what what do I need to do to, to be, you know, go forward with the nomination? And she said, uh, we'll do background check on you. We'll do the uh, interview with the third party and all of that. So now on my Tinder is I have a CNN fair vibe. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so that increases your uh, yeah my chance to swipe right, swipe left. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm CNN verified, so they've been check me and all of that. So. Well, it's got to stand for something, hasn't it? Oh yeah. Can you um, for the audience? Can you just explain a little bit about what CNN Heroes is? CNN Hero, it's uh, basically everyday people make a difference. You know, you don't have to be a star. You don't have to be of uh, Elon Musk or a president of the country to make a difference. All of us, you know, you know, uh, you you two here can make a difference. You know, and all of the audience can make a difference. Um, and I always said, you know, um, if if you follow your heart, I mean, it's as cliche as it sounds. And I felt that in my lifetime, like I, I follow what I, my heart and got recognized. And it's a really pleasantly surprised. And again, you know, this is not about me. It's about the movement, mm -hmm. about the, how this movement is really catch on, you know. Yeah. Well, so, it's put, and it's putting a spotlight on that. And, it's, and it's, obviously you were voted but how many other people were, were, were voted as heroes? There were a dozen of you, something like that? Yeah, so the way it works is uh, they choose from, I don't know, hundreds of people uh, as, a, uh, as a nomination and all of that, and then they choose 15. Mm -hmm. And then from the 15, they choose uh, the 10, uh, top 10s. The finalists. And, yeah, the finalists, and I was one of them. And other people from around the world. Yep. So seven people from United States, one people from uh, Africa, and one people from Colombia. Wow. Yeah. So you're <laughs> representing the Bali Massive. <laughs> Bali, Asia, Southeast Asia. Yeah, putting Bali on the map for, for a, a good reason as it's well. It's a good reason. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, this put on a spot uh, and now it's really opened up a lot of uh, doors and... Uh, and for me, I believe in collaboration. You know, this this uh, problem, you know, uh, say like plastic or garbage, it's, it's our problem. You know, it's, you, you cannot solve it by yourself. And again, I always said plastic exchange is not the one, you know, but one off. Mm -hmm. So if we, all of us that have an idea um, can come together to solve this problem. We, we, we can do this. Mm. So there is no one system like a silver bullet. You know? No. So. No. Well, I, I suppose it's part of a wider. What you're what you're trying to tackle is part mm -hmm. of a huge issue, isn't it? And uh, we started to do our research. We usually do a bit of research. Obviously, you'd like to think before we interview people. <laughs> and, it, and it's quite clear that Bali isn't just suffering from a trash problem from Bali. Bali is mm -hmm. suffering from a trash problem from uh, from Java. 
yeah. from other parts of Southeast Asia due to sure. the tides. So you have a number of issues to deal with when we're when we're trying to when we're trying to eradicate mm-hmm. um, all this, this single use plastic waste everywhere, don't we? Because what did we come across? We came across a few different organizations that were doing other things. Yeah, there's um, Eco Bali. Yep. And they they work with um, separating trash because I think at yep. the moment most of the general trash collection is all just lumped into one. Yeah. So you can you can pay for them to come to you and they separate the trash. Yep. So they've got a good system going. Um, there's is it Bye Bye Plastic? Bye Bye Plastics. There is another one. It's called uh, Sungai Watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is. Uh, I mean, in Bali, for small island, there's uh, probably more than 200 uh, small NGO that's uh, working on how to really care for the environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, is a great thing. Yes. On the one hand. Yeah. Of course, on the other hand, we have the problem in the first place, don't yeah. we? So how... Well, I, let's talk about Plastic Exchange. Sure. Let's talk about your... Well, actually, let's talk about your story. Let's yeah. take a step back. <laughs> Who, who's Jano? <laughs> Who am I? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born in a small village about uh, probably one hour west from Ubud. Mm-hmm. Um, Just for our listeners who aren't uh, from Bali, Ubud's in pretty much smack bang in the center of, yeah. it's the heart of Bali and it's where we are today. Exactly. So, and I was born in a small village, no electricity, no car, no television, only one transistor radio that we gather around to get our news and all of that. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, there was no money. Uh, as a transaction, we do barter. So this is important because this is what uh, a lot of the thing that I do at Plastic Exchange is really drawing from who I am and also from the background, you know, through traveling and all of that. So... Yeah, and then um, I went to a bigger town to continue my education. I end up in uh, Denpasar, which is the capital of Bali. I went to the university, uh, graduate from university. And when I was in university, I joined an uh, organization. Uh, it's called MAPALA, which is Mahasiswa Pecinta Alam, which is uh, extracurricular that uh, care about the environment so we do hiking we do diving we do cleaning we do education about uh, the environments and all of that so and then in 2000 no sorry 1996 before you were born I moved to United States mm-hmm. um, and I was gonna, I was going to stay in United States for one year and 15 years later I'm still there um, what great about that was I met uh, many, many mentors yeah, that really enhanced my uh, life and then also uh, shape who I am as a person. Uh, I used to work for Outward Bound. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that, basically taking a teenagers to a wilderness and use a wilderness or a nature as a learning, you know. You carry what you carry, you know. It's a kind of like life, you know. Nice. You can carry whatever you want, but it's going to be on your back, you yeah. know. Do you need two toothbrushes? Do you need uh, <laughs> three T-shirts and all of that? So it's really a lot of decision that you need to make before you go to the wilderness for two weeks, you know. And then I work for a company called Patagonia, 
which is okay. the clothing company, one of the company no, no that, uh, yeah, it's really using uh, businesses to solve the environmental problem. You know, we, we, we all we all making destruction, you know, it doesn't matter. We live, we are using the resources. Mm. And how can we give back as much as we can? So I think that's what I really learned from Patagonia. Uh, it's really the quality, integrity, not bound by convention, and then fun. And then the second mentor that I uh, also come across when I was United States is Richard Strossi Heckler, that teach me about the wisdom of the body. Mm-hmm. You know, our body is smart. Mm-hmm. You know, and then from him, um, uh, he 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 said to me, "There's two kind of knowledge. You know, one is called cognitive, just from your neck up. Yeah." So this is you can get from reading, people tell you, you go to school, you memorize things, you memorize it in your brain, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the second knowledge is called embodiment, yeah, which is in your body from your neck down. Yeah, if you think about it, the neck is only, what, one-tenth of our body, mm-hmm. but we so focus on our <laughs> head, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, this is the one that uh, we need to also get the knowledge. The only way you can do, or the only way you can get the knowledge on your body is through through practice, mm-hmm. through action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how can you bring this cognitive knowledge become embodiment? Through so doing what, something. Through doing something. You know something, but if you just know something, but you're not doing it, you're just memorizing it. You're not, you cannot do it. Yeah. So... So yeah, so really uh, through him also I learned um, somatic. Yeah, somatic is body as a living wholeness. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people understand, but a lot of people cannot do it. Um, I think I uh, really uh, resonate with your story that you share when we were uh, setting this up. You know, a lot of people understand. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But doing it take a courage, take a commitment, and you know uh, when when you make that commitment, oh my God, you know what am I signing up for? What's next? Yeah, what <laughs> next? Because you know the habit is hard to change. The only way you can change change your habit is through action. Period. Yeah, mm. yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, that's why we wanted to have you on the on the, the podcast uh, as I as. I was explaining earlier on how to die happy is is it's quite a big idea mm-hmm. really because ultimately what we're trying to do is is talk to people about life stories sure about transformation stories and ultimately to tie that back to to death sure and of course depending on where you're from in the world there are certain countries and cultures that would that would deem it morbid Mm-hmm. depressing yeah. how do you want to talk about death we don't want to talk about death yeah well that's probably part of the issue <laughs> whereas i was very fortunate in my in my journey my transformation journey to discover <laughs> hinduism to discover buddhism mm-hmm. and to discover some some concepts concepts and confucianism and Taoism. lots of isms that taught me concepts uh that made me consider being present 
living yeah. life in the present. And um, the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead mm-hmm. uh, is really all about this. It's really all about preparing us for a good death. Yeah. The mm-hmm. art of dying is, a, is an art. Um, but of course, the secret to the art of dying is in living well. Yep. And that's how this podcast came about. And when we came across you, we were just utterly inspired mm-hmm. by your, your story um, and what you are doing. Because what you're doing is you're bringing about a great opportunity for, for transformation, albeit in, in this small way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are ultimately in service of others. And, and that's, you know, whenever we come across anybody who's in service of others on this show, we want to, you know, we want to talk to you because uh, I think we might have said this off camera. It's a, again, a bit of a cliche, but, but Gandhi said, be the change you want to mm-hmm. see in the world. And you know, you'd said you said something like that too as earlier on, and it and it it, it resonated greatly. Yeah. Uh, and also, one of our previous guests actually, she was nine, mm-hmm. Leah, nine years old. Yeah, yeah. and wow. we we <laughs> asked her like, what is the key to happiness? And she said, she said, service to others. Wow. And yeah, and we wow. were just like, oh yeah, thanks for reminding <laughs> us of that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> when a nine-year-old kid is telling you that. Well, here's the thing too. Like, um, it's actually a. A research being done, you know. This is a great thing about um, about the West. It's always quanti- quantify thing. Yeah, know, there's like, lots of research. Yeah, a lot of research, and it's uh, UCLA uh, doing the research. If you give something, it will last the happiness for six months. Mm. Mm. Okay, I didn't know there was research for well, this. I that's what they say. Yeah. Okay. So take it from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so give. Gospel. And you want to give it every months, day. Because every day. six months is going to be like, you know, <laughs> you need to give more. <laughs> so every six months we must give, give something else. I, I, I spent 40 years of my life in, in addiction and alcoholism. Not 40, obviously. I wasn't an alcoholic <laughs> when I was a child, but tw- let's say 20 years. But I, spent, I, I had a, a, a pretty tricky upbringing. So most of my time was spent in service of self mm-hmm. you know um and not most of that was not very good i was a, i was i was i wasn't all around a, a bad person i was still generous and i still gave uh, people my time and energy when i could but sure. but in this realization um and i don't know and I, i'm going to ask you in a moment obviously me is the, the rare example because she's nine but do you think it's do you think this uh transition to for for a lot of us to service to others is an age thing has it got anything to do with how much life experience we have or do you think we're just lucky uh, some of us are lucky to just be always in service to others and some are not I, I i don't know how to answer that question really you know i don't know if age is uh, something to do with that or culture also probably you know big part of it um like in bali we always uh give in a way, because we live in a community, there is uh, always this um, uh, obligation in some ways, you know, not obligation in a bad way, you know, like we, we have a community that we need to 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 cherish, mm. you know, and then we, we go out as a community. So this is what the difference between West and East or Bali uh, in specific, like here is a we culture, you know, it's we, you know, when we even we talk, it's like we, you know. Uh, when I was in the United States, I talk as I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Made Janur, you know, here I'm Janur from Tabanan, you know, so it's always attached with my community. Yeah. 
And then the other thing is about uh, dying or death or and all of that. It's it's a mystery to to all of us, you know. And I think what um, uh, me as a Balinese and all of that, death is uh, a public uh, a public uh, display. Mm-hmm. You know, people. I see people died every day, mm. and we seen it. We oh, that's death. You know. In United States, I was 15 years. I never see that body. No. So it's kind of like a mysterious in a way. Like uh, in Bali, yeah, my dad died and I touched my dad. Mm-hmm. I take care of them for five days in my in my house. And you have a ceremony. We have ceremony. In the street and everybody yeah, street. supports. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of the ceremony actually to, it's like a grieving, you know, from grief. And then now we cut the ties between your dad and me and, and, and all of this as a symbolics. And I think as a Balinese, because of that ceremony, because of that step that we agree as a community, we grieve as a community, we let it go as a community, make it a little bit in quote easier for us to to talk about that. You know, uh, I don't know if uh, in Bali people talk about death, but people accept we yeah. all gonna die. Yeah, and we right. and then we seen it. You know, not like uh, oh somebody die and we see this. Uh, you know, usually like in United States uh, that I go to the uh, uh, ceremony that we didn't see the body. Mm, they're in a coffin. Yeah, in a, or not even coffin, we're just like just uh, the wake of the ceremonies and the body of already someplace we didn't we didn't even know where and yeah. anymore, you know. Yeah. Well, I without a doubt we have very different perspectives on on death and and the dying, I think as well in between the east and the west. It's very clinical in the west, isn't it? It's very hidden very clinical mm-hmm. and you kind of get taken away perhaps sometimes if you're going to die almost to try and preserve your life well i think that's part of it i think mm. part of it is is medicine's intervention yeah. um and obviously you know we have hospitals here in bali i'm not suggesting we don't have medicine here but but western excuse me western medicine's intervention into the the dying process in the west as soon as someone is even if they are terminal and we know they're dying they're still usually taken away from their home in an ambulance taken to hospital plugged into some things and probably quite fearful surrounded by bright lights surrounded by lights surrounded by strangers they're being injected they might have a mask on um and you know so they're spending this the last few hours of their life in this fearful situation away from their family whereas in the east you have this completely different perspective don't we because i think everyone's more prepared for death I remember when uh, my my grand grandmother, you know, was just ill, and we trying to, uh, you know, we, we of course as as a human being we we want to preserve life. That mm-hmm, that's who course. we are, you know. We want to preserve life, and then we do our thing. And after a couple, uh, it was like one year, two years, and then we all pray, please go. Mm. You know, we we are um, happy. To see you go, we don't want to see you suffering because we all gonna go through this. So yeah, we we go and sometimes we even pray to the God if there is God, please take her away. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, so it's almost uh, we are. It's okay. 
to well, waste time. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just all of us. But this is this is the um, again that that point of difference. I think with with certain Western cultures, we we don't want to accept the inevitability of death, yeah. which is why we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know? Well, I say we. I, I, you know, I obviously I want to talk about it. I've got a podcast <laughs> about it. <laughs> he I talks wanna, about death all the time. I want to talk about it all the time. <laughs> but because I want to break the taboos around death, you know, this mm -hmm. this idea that, oh, we shouldn't talk about it. It's morbid. It's depressing. It's not. It's inevitable. Yeah. Just like you breathing in and out. Yeah. Uh, are you thinking 6,000 yeah. thoughts a day? It's inevitable. So... Um, and if we know it's inevitable, if we know that the one, and uh, we also know that the one constant mm -hmm. universal fact is change, is exactly. impermanence, mm -hmm. then perhaps we ought to spend most of our life always being aware of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and therefore, well, that's the idea of the show, right? You know, hopefully mm -hmm. if we, we do have that awareness, then we can live in a better way. Now, conscious, I took you all the way to the, to we, we went straight to death <laughs> straight. before we talked about um your amazing um uh initiative so could you tell us all about the barley plastic exchange and, and i think and also just bear in mind when you're telling this story that you have listeners in america in the uk in ireland in australia people from all over the world who uh, and people in developed countries who have received government support mm -hmm. through the pandemic yep i think it's probably worth just keeping mm -hmm. that in mind through this story but please well, here's the thing, you know, um, Richard said to me, uh, suffering is a gateway to enlightenment, you know, or like your story, my story is like uh, inside of the problem, there's a solution. Mm. Inside of the challenge, there's a solution. So uh, when I started this plastic exchange was two years ago, which is the beginning of this called covid pandemic um, and Bali not immune from that and the economy down and all of that so what I see was like three 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 challenges number one environments yeah plastic 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 and I said it's not just in Bali but all over the world yeah the second one is uh, prosperity in a short term Bali it was uh, not was, Bali is 80% based on tourism. Mm. So tourism stopped, there's 80% of the job loss. So people need eat, yeah, in Bali, rice. And then the third one is uh, what I call dignity. So like you said, you know, a lot of, uh, when there's disaster, a lot of people or people or government give or um, bring uh, disaster relief. Mm -hmm. So what I see is there's one hand on the bottom and then one hand on the top. So, and again, there's nothing wrong about people give. There's nothing wrong about people receiving. But sometimes we create this unintended consequences. People waiting, oh, somebody gonna come and rescue me. So I want to bring this hand on the bottom and then hand on the top like this, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like on the same line. In Bali, we call it tatuamasi. Tatuamasi is a receiver become a giver, and the giver become a receiver. Or you as me, me as you. If I love myself, that means I love you. If I love you, that means I love myself. Beautiful. So in this kind of yin-yang, if you will, or circular energy, 
But for me, it's like uh, if you bring plastic, we'll give you rice. So, and again, the receiver become a giver and the giver become a receiver. Nice. And then the three things that I was just talking about, the environment, the prosperity and dignity, this is the three hitakarana, which is the three ways to achieve happiness in Bali. So this is the core value of plastic exchange. Mm. Yeah, dignity is a connection human to God, human to human is a prosperity, and human to the environment. And then through this plastic exchange, I do what I call edu-action, which is education in action to get the knowledge to your body. Mm. You know, if I ask you, everybody understand plastic is bad. Everybody understand thing is not good, but can you do it? So this is what I'm aiming for. So a lot of people, sometimes I got this criticism like, oh, plastic action not educating. For me, education is action because it's enough of this uh, symposium, this uh, workshop, this, that. And if there's no action after that, nothing will happen. Yeah. You know, you just get what I call cognitive knowledge, mm -hmm. not embodiment. So this is what I, again, you know, plastic action is edu-action, education in action. The only way you can change your habit is through action, period. That's a, that's a great brand mantra. <laughs> I, I, I spent uh, a long time, most of my career in the branding I industry before I moved to Bali. So I used to help def companies define their brand values. And I have to say, you're, you've, you've smashed them all with those, with those brand values. <laughs> Over to you. Um, can you. I was wondering, actually, if you could have, give us any figures for kind of how, since you started, mm -hmm. how much plastic has been collected? 731 tons. <laughs> and I've been giving uh, 157 tons of rice. And we've been feeding about 30,000 households for two years. Wow. I don't even think I can visualize <laughs> either the, the rice or the plastic. Well, one, uh, I think a, like a Volkswagen, tri typical Volkswagen car, like a Polo, is about two tons, I think, mm. yeah. to give you an idea. So that's a lot. And how many families? 30,000. Yep. That's wow. incredible. And what happens to the plastic? Throw it to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem. That's my problem anymore. <laughs> it's on its way to Australia. Out of sight, out of mind. Um, <laughs> no, we do work with, uh, we, we, really, we really think about this, yeah, because uh, this is the question that a lot of people ask. What, what do you do after you uh, collect this? So the one that we can recycle, we recycle. We work with a company in Java because there is no uh, plastic processing plants yet in Bali. Mm. And there is a, a small percentage also that we cannot recycle yet, especially the multi-layers. And we do still bring that to the landfill. But at least for me, it's on a one place for now. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are uh, working with uh, several companies now, uh, Australia and some of them from uh, Singapore and all of that. And also a company in Indonesia that really concerned about this multi-layers uh, plastic, especially for the one that used to uh, package the snack, you know. Yeah, and there are a lot mm. of those, aren't it's there? It's a lot of those. And because there's no value and nobody want it, and then just they just throw it to the ground, this is the one that really littered the ground. Mm. So like PAT, 
cardboard, uh, metal, you know. There, there is people, scavengers, that go around a village in Bali that collect that because there is economy, economic value to that. Mm. So for us at Plastic Exchange, we take everything. Yeah, from the non the from the low value all the way to high values. That's good of you. So even even though some of that you know can't be recycled, at least you know you're taking it out of the out the communities exactly. away from the landscape and then you've at least been able to put it in one place. As you say, sadly is still landfill in, in some instances, but at yeah. least it's being collected. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Bali have a central um, plastic recycling plant yet, like a processing plant, because I, I looked into this and the the equipment, um, like a factory line, if you like, that you need to take a load of let's say mm-hmm. PET bottles and turn them into those tiny plastic pellets. Yeah. Actually, they're only about ten thousand dollars each yeah. for one line, yeah. and you can turn an awful lot of trash into plastic pellets. And for for the audience who have no idea about this. Yeah. Essentially, those plastic pellets can then be sold to manufacturers who are keen to utilize recycled or upcycle upcycling in their in their manufacturing process. Yeah. So why doesn't Bali have a plant like that? A good question. A really good question. So this is the thing that uh, Plastic Action trying to solve. You know, uh, for now, uh, you know, for, for me it's like this. It's uh, this is a process. You know. Um, Sometimes, oh, if I have this, I will start something. If I just graduate from high school, I will do this. You know, for me, like, uh, let's do it and figure it out. You know, if if I said until I have this small fabric thing that's gonna turn PET to, then I can't do it. Yeah, and then I will, and then I will do it. I understand. So it is a process. And then why does Bali doesn't have that? Because Bali is zone, not zoned for industrial. Of course. It's zoned mm-hmm. for uh, um, tourism. Mm-hmm. But we can do this in a small scale in, uh, in uh, what you call like uh, home industry. And one of the things that I'm thinking of right now and really uh, on, a, on a process now, how can we make this small thing all over Bali so one, transportation is not massive. Two, we don't have a uh, create a big land. Two, we create a, a job for that community. Yeah, absolutely. So if we bring like a bring like a make a big a company or fabric someplace, and you know, massive uh, and everything, you know. Yeah. And the other thing is about plastic action that not a lot of people know about is uh, we also encouraging what we call a circular economy. Mm-hmm. So when uh, the people who's, uh, the, the village who's doing this plastic exchange, they need to buy the rice from that village. Ah, okay. Ah, so that's part okay. of the deal. Part of the deal. So even if you can go to the supermarket, you can get a cheaper uh, deal. No. No. You know, the first one, they need to find the farmers from that village. If there is no farmers, they need to find a co-ops from that village. If there is no farmers, no co-ops, they need to buy it from a f- a vendors from that village. In Bali, we call it warung. Mm-hmm. You know, we everybody sell rice and all of that and just buy two bags from this vendor, two bags from that vendors, because this will um, create that uh, micro circular economy in that 
village. Mm. That's a lovely idea. It really is. And empowering. As yeah. it, so as you say, you could, instead of the hands like this, you've got the hands like yeah. that. Everyone's working together. And that, and but that's a that I think that's very um that's very Balinese anyway, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, that whole sense of community. Yeah, it, exactly. I, and it's and it's something that many of us from other countries are not familiar with. It's like nobody left behind, isn't it? Exactly that. Yeah. Like a lot of people ask me, like, oh, do you have a warehouse to store your rice? No. Why should I? You know, uh, do you have a, uh, uh, like a lot of trucks to, to um, collect the plastic? No. Uh, there's so many uh, small recycler company that already exists in Bali and I work with them. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to think about the truck. I don't have to think about the, where should I bring them, uh, the employees, the people. So, and again, like I said earlier, the only way we can move forward is collaboration. Yeah. You know, you can't do it yourself. It's such a great model for every country to take in because as you say most places it's all centralized so you'd have all the big trucks and yeah. that causes issues on its own yeah yeah and warehouses for the food the food goes bad yeah exactly yeah. so at, at plastic exchange uh i have uh, only five core people and the rest is run by the villagers so like right now there's probably five plastic plastic exchange happening i don't have to be there mm -hmm. so they organize it so I always said like this, if you want to do plastic action, I need three crazy people from that village. <laughs> I need the crazy people. If you're normal, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be crazy. Yes. But I, I think that's one of the things I love about it. You, you, essentially, it's a decentralized model. So exactly. And it's handing the responsibility back to the community. So the community isn't looking for this savior figure to, to help them. And also really... Um, uh, cultivating a leaders, yeah. you know, from 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 that that village. And uh, Richard says, you know, this is a a leader. It's come from a Latin word. It it means to make it happen. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you're a leader, you gotta make it happen. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're just a talker. <laughs> That's the difference, isn't it? Well, and the difference is in the action, as you said. Exactly. In, in the doing. Yep. Well, I I have to say that model is is absolutely. Awesome. And what you're doing is great. But I suppose you still have these challenges around you, don't you? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I fully appreciate one of the questions we were going to ask you was, what about education? But I now fully appreciate your perspective on that. So, so what, what help do you need then from, from government or from other NGOs so that between you, you're, you're um, closing that loop? If that makes sense, mm -hmm. quite clearly you're, you're you're pulling a load of plastic out of out of Bali, which is amazing. You're feeding uh, thirty thousand families, also amazing. But meanwhile, of course, ba the Balinese, a lot of Balinese people still do have a, a strange relationship or understanding of trash. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've lived all over this island, and we've seen sadly people just dumping piles and piles yeah. of trash in the countryside, and it and. It, but I, I know full well that the Balinese are connected to the land mm -hmm. and they're connected to uh, divinity. But they don't have an understanding that if you throw a bag of trash full of plastic on in, in that forest, it's just going to stay there. Yeah. Mm. So, so what do you think is the solution to, uh, to help you do your job better? Uh, I always say this. If you want to, you know, what, what can you, you know, what, what can I help you with? 
my question is what are you good at mm-hmm. what are you good at so say like you now interviewing me this is this is your fire yeah and by doing this you will you know i don't know how many people will see this podcast mm-hmm. and you actually already helping me you already supporting me you know and this is always my question to people what is your fire yeah you know i'm not going to trying to make you somebody else that mm-hmm. you not not you mm-hmm. you know like uh, i'm i'm doing this podcast i want to interview you sure you know and because you passionate about it and you will talk about it and this is will go all over the world and who knows who's going to listen to this really for the people who's listening to this uh, podcast really what 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 do you good at Mm. And then how can you help us? And then how can you see yourself inside of this uh, big uh, uh, challenge? Mm. You know, we need marketing. We need money. We need this. We need that. Mm-hmm. You know, of course we need that. And really, oh, I'm I'm a influencer. I have million followers in my Instagram. Tag me, <laughs> post it. You yeah. know, yeah. tell the world. Just by doing that, you already. helping a lot yeah. you know incidentally i don't have a million followers on instagram <laughs> yeah. so but, it, but, but i was also born in 1975 by the way earlier on you said before you were born i went to uh, <laughs> yeah, I went we to were both born. <laughs> yeah we're, we're actually quite old uh, speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm old she's um younger like, i was going to say like you know even just through this the awareness we're raising because it's quite easy for i mean a lot of our audience say they're back in england They don't have to. They don't see where their rubbish goes. No, you know. So we separate our rubbish. People are very good at that because there's there's been a lot of education about recycling, mm-hmm. and there's you know the new one. I think it's reduce. So don't use it in the first yeah. place. Don't buy plastic. If you have to reuse it, yeah. then you recycle. If you have to, so reduce, reuse. reuse yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, um, which makes makes sense. But you know we do that. And then that plastic magically disappears, you know. And some of it gets recycled, but we know full well that a lot of it gets <laughs> shipped around the world. Exactly. And you know, our audience they they don't see that. Whereas obviously, for us living here, we see we yeah. see where that some of that goes. A lot of it ends up. And the the people here don't have that help with the plastic. They don't have no. the education, and they don't have somebody that picks it up and it magically disappears. Well, here's here's the thing. Like you know, you said earlier, like oh yeah, uh, people in Bali. So I mean, this trihita karana, which is connection human to God, human to human, human to the environment. And again, this is just uh, for me as cognitive knowledge. They understand, but they cannot do it. You know, no. this is what I'm aiming for, like action. Mm. So action. Uh, uh, through action will change the habit, yeah. And we need to have a system, you know. So a lot of this do not throw your garbage here. But what should I do with it? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, uh, like you said earlier, Eco Bali and all of this uh, company that come and pick up your garbage, and it's on a luxury. It's you expensive. need to have money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, three hundred thousand a month and all of that. And sorry, and just for our listeners, three hundred thousand rupiah is around fifteen dollars, twenty dollars ish, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But again, you know, if we look at people' needs, we have people need food first, and then clothing, and then the last thing that they want to pay is for garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I need to put rice on a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know. For me, a blaming whose fault it is, 
that's game for me is done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's change the habit. The only way you can change habit through education. Yes. Action, action, <laughs> action. And I recorded since the beginning of Plastic Action, I, I did the record. Three things that they record. Dignity, how many people coming. Prosperity, how much rice we give away. And then environments, how much plastic do we collect. Mm. Each name, like say like Janur, bring plastic type number one, this many kilo, type number two, this many kilo, because separation is important. Mm. Yeah. So, and then at the end, Janur eligible for two kilo of rice. So I have all of this. Uh, and then what I see is... Uh, in a village that already done this plastic action for one year, yeah, once a month for one year, 12, 12 times, they already changed their habit. Mm. Nice. Give me one year to change their habit. Yeah. That's do need, good. Do need a lifetime, one year, you know, but you need to do it. Yeah, yeah as you say, it is all in the action. And I, there is, uh, there's, some, there's, there's been research done about, about um, learning, hasn't there? Yeah. In terms of uh, you can le- you know something intellectually, but until you actually put it into practice, uh, it's a it's a deeper kind of learning. Well, there's a numbers actually. To remember a move, you need to repeat 100 times. Mm-hmm. 100 times. Mm-hmm. And people said, well, there's a lot of repetition. Well, think about it. If you just pick up plastic three times a day, no more than that, five times, that's great. That's a bonus. So in one month, you pick up 90 times. Mm. So you remember the move to get it in your muscle memory 1,000 times. Yeah. Mm. To become like embodied, you know, so your second nature 10,000 times. So you've got to be a plastic master with 10,000 <laughs> bottles. Uh, this is the argument that I heard all the time. Oh, in Bali, long time ago, people put uh, a banana leaf, they throw it. Now they put plastic, they throw it. Yes. We need to change the move. You know, whatever that you put in your hand, this is the move. This has been 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the move now is from throwing to picking and separation. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is two kind of uh, uh, garbage, organic, non-organic. If you mix this and there's no value, the one that can be composed cannot break down because of the plastic. The plastic that has value you cannot sell it because it's mixed. Mm, mm-hmm. So just by separating these two, yeah. already massive. And I don't know if you know, 60 to 70% that go to the landfill is organic. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine actually. Which is also crazy because there is a, there's a relatively new organization here as well. It's called Urban Compost. Have you come across those guys? So, they're, um so I have a perfect solution for the for the organic. Mm. So we call it uh, in Bali, we call it Tabo Modern. Yeah, Tabo is like in Bali, if you look at in uh, Bali compound, there is a place for the temple and then place where we live and then place where we throw our organics garbage. Mm. But now that uh, place where we throw the organic garbage is called Tebe, T-E-B-E, it's not exist anymore because, you know, people building a villa, people has more kids, and now that land is no, not available anymore. So what we do is we make a, like a septic tank, mm-hmm. like a big hole on the ground, and with the lids, and we just put 
all the organic matter over there. Mm. So if you live like four people in a compound, take six months to fill that 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 one hole. Mm-hmm. So you need to have two hole. The other one, once this hole number one is uh, full, and then you go to hole number two for six months. After six months, this is already become uh, compost. Mm-hmm. You exactly. harvest it. Yep. So the beauty of this, no transportation, no central places, and again, decentralized. I mean, think about uh, all this cryptocurrency now. What, what is this? It's decentralized of the bank, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to mimic that process. Yeah. Centralized thing is done. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't work. It didn't no. work. If it worked, it was already solved the problem. Decentralized. So yeah. this is going to be, if you have four people in your house, we have four employees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the right way to think about it. Yeah. Your little corporation, yeah. that family is a yeah. corporation yeah. with four employees. With four em- em- employees. that, yeah. uh, And then they will change their habit. Mm. Now the kid know where the organics goes. Yeah, yeah. and it is as simple as that. And of course, it, we because we do we do some or we have done uh, some volunteer work with a, an organisation called Ulu Food Forest, mm-hmm. and actually a chap who came on our podcast, a guy called Evan Rilling, he founded it, and he's very keen to uh, educate people on the concepts of permaculture. Yeah, and one of the the primary. Uh, fundamentals if you like with permaculture is to to start making your own soil soil is life exactly and of course so many people don't even consider it you throw that banana skin away you throw that um that that banana leaf away you throw all of that organic stuff away actually if you turn that into compost then you can turn that into life and Mm -hmm. you can start growing your own food in your in your garden i think all those seeds that are uh, you're throwing away all these seeds and if they if they land in another organic space, they are going to grow. But when yeah. they end up in a landfill, they won't. No. Well, that's, that's what happened when I was a kid, you know, in a, on the back of my house. We just, you know, after we eat uh, durian, we just throw it over there. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, five years ago, like, uh, later, like, oh, wow. There's a load of durian, durian you know. <laughs> I didn't even know if it exists there, you know. Or uh, jackfruit or rambutan. Mm-hmm. It happened just like that. Yeah. You know, but again, now that space is no longer valuable, and we can make this uh, whole again. You know, and we have uh, several villages that already done this, and it's success. Mm. Not to, as you say, you don't wish to send any blame anywhere else. But what you guys are doing is phenomenal in terms of dealing with a problem. But of course, problems are symptomatic, aren't they? And so. What do you, where do you think that some of that responsibility lies in terms of all of this plastic? You know, should, should we be lobbying government or should we be lobbying the plastics uh, companies to say, look, guys, we've got X million people on this, on this island. We need to drink water. That's a thing. We need to drink bottled water because we yep. can't drink what's coming out of the wells. Um, so can you help us? somehow with this you know can we stop doing single can we stop using single use plastic bottles for for example mm. can we stop using single use sachets for for household cleaning products now i appreciate there's a market for it because of course people don't have a lot of money yeah so people will buy single here yeah. you actually see single use mm-hmm. um washing powder there yeah. um and all of this stuff is the stuff that's that's then ending up in the in the in the rivers and in the in the landfill yeah. and so on and so forth so how can we work with the plastics manufacturers and perhaps the government to, yeah. to somehow reduce this? 
Well, you know, again, this is a complex and uh, multi-layers kind of a situation, you know. And I think, like I said, you know, we, we all have our own fire. You know, this is my fire to uh, edu-action, to educate people through action. And uh, this is need a, a political uh, a power or political, uh, uh, what you call this? Uh, intervention. Intervention, mm -hmm. which is, I don't have that. No. You know, and uh, I can only hope, you know, that uh, 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 government, I mean, we've we, we seen this in all over the world, you know, like India banned the plastic. Uh, I, I went 2019. to... 2019. Yeah, I, I went to Puskar. They just said no more plastic, mm -hmm. and once you do that, you know the people who's making the decision, which is the government, we need to reinforce this. Exactly. You know, there's there need to be consequences mm -hmm. and need to be implemented. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's uh, become against. You know, it's the, just the law. Just the law. It's just the cognitive knowledge, not yeah. the embodiment knowledge. Yeah, quite. So. I see it a law as the same thing, you know, law, you have make a law, it's just the head, mm -hmm. but the body need to follow through that. So it needs to be yeah. supported. Well, that's, that's a good point, actually. I, we, I suppose we were very fortunate because we come from the, the UK, which is, mm -hmm. a, um, I think even back in the 70s, we started a, a campaign, a national campaign that said you can't drop litter. We call trash litter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't drop litter anymore. And in, yeah. In the UK now, if you get caught dropping litter on the street, you can have an on-the-spot fine from a policeman, 80 pounds. Yeah. Wow. So about $100. In Singapore, no, in Hong Kong, 1,500 Hong Kong dollars, which is, what, 150 euros. Yeah. Um, California, it's like 1,000 US dollars. <laughs> California, 1,000 US dollars. So, so it's been enforced. And in Singapore, you can even go to prison. Yeah. yeah. And that is being enforced. So... And I, and I know that, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I'm very conscious not to say, oh, it's they've got it all worked out in the West. You know, no, there's, there's lots yeah. of things wrong. Yep, yep. But I think one thing we did do a few years ago was work out, to a great extent, the trash problem. But it was down to enforcement, as you say, and, and mm -hmm. the government do enforce it. You can, if you spit chewing gum in, in certain places, you can be fined or you can even be locked up in a jail. I, I remember in England when you would drive down the motorway, so that's like our, our main highways, mm -hmm. and people would just throw litter out their car then. I mean, this out. was, it's better now, and there's been a lot of campaigns of education to say to people, please don't do that because it costs us this much money to clear it up. But and, it does and it happen. Won't, and it's yeah. not going to rot. Well, yeah. well, well, here's the thing, you know. Either the, uh, the fine, the uh, law and all of this, it's all come down to action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Mm -hmm. It's all come down to action. Oh, I'm not going to throw this because I will get fined. Because through the action, they're not throwing it, that will change the habit. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, so to reinforce people take action, there's many ways. One is through fine. One is through law. For me, I give them positive reward. Mm -hmm. Hey, come bring your trash. We'll feed you. <laughs> yeah. That's so much better. You know, there's, well, there's, it's a no-brainer. There's many ways to, to have people take action. You know, and uh, for us, you're like, oh, let's just have the government to do this. Yes, and then everybody will like, you know. And one, one of my background is Aikido, which is the martial arts. Uh, I is a harmony, key is a life force, do is the way. You know, 
and again, you know, I put this in a practice through plastic exchange. You know, we can shame people through the plastic. We can find people do this, but for me, like, let's do this together. Yeah. Mm. Let's yeah. do this in a more icky way, in a more mm. flowing way. You know, the sense of community and the love. Sense of community and love, and when also I said when people do plastic exchange. Uh, there's four four guiding principle in plastic exchange. Number one is not need to be led by community, that community. So if 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 you can make it smaller community like like house, you need your clean your own house. I'm not gonna go to your house to clean your house. You need to do it. Second one need to be kiss. Keep it simple and sweet. Mm. You know, if it's complicated. People will not do it. Mm-hmm. We all love convenience. Why plastic is so prima donna? Because it's cheap, mm. strong, lasts la- long. Uh, you know, they, and it's part of that convenience culture. It's convenient. We love convenience. Who doesn't love convenience? Yeah. The third one is inward, outward. If you wanna clean the environments, clean your house. Do not start for the, from the environments. Mm-hmm. If you cannot clean your house, you cannot clean the environments. Mm-hmm. So this is again in the philosophy: like if you want to change the world, change yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop, so, the <laughs> Drop the mic. Drop the mic. And then the third one is uh, accountability. You know, people give you rice. You know, money in, money out. Rice in, rice out. You need to record this. And then the, the other three things that you need to record is the core value. Mm. Dignity, who's coming? Prosperity, how much rice you give away? And then how much plastic do you collect, which is the environment? Mm. So that's how we do it. Well, it is. It, <laughs> it is kiss in that regard. <laughs> keep it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Oh, it's kiss just one S. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> two, two S. I was trying to work out what the other S was, but sweet. sweet. Oh, simple and sweet <laughs> and smart. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes like so much it. sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. What have you got? I don't know. I was just going to say, <laughs> I had little fires burning when you were speaking. I was like, oh, well, maybe maybe I can do this and maybe I can do that. Like loads of little Take things action. are like popping up for action. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the reality is you need the whole ecosystem to come uh, yeah. to, to, to work around you, don't you? Because I, I, what you're doing is absolutely amazing. There's no doubt about it. And, it's, and it is yeah. simple but it, and sweet, but it's a great idea. And it's working. We can see it's working. But you need support. And you, and you need support from everyone in that system. Yes. Uh, and that, so that is the people. And I think you've got the people um, working with you in the system. You need tourists to start pulling their weight and stop dumping trash. Uh, how we can even stop 70 tons a day coming onto Kuta Beach, Legion Beach and Seminyak Beach when a lot of that trash is actually coming from Java. I don't know. So, you know, a little plea to the Indonesian. <laughs> you know, can, can you possibly help with, with what's going on in Java? Um, and I, I think we, you do need help from the plastics manufacturers. I, I, I saw a real shocking story um, during this research and it was a, a, a sperm whale washed yeah. up in an, an Indonesian nature reserve and it died. And the, so they opened it up and it had six kilograms of plastic inside it. And amidst six kilograms, there were 115 single-use Aquadanone cups yeah. inside one sperm yeah. whale. 
one sperm whale, and obviously we know <laughs> that that channel, we have an awful lot of uh, sentient yeah. beings swimming mm. up and down. And for day. our listeners, Aqua is kind of like the main water, bottled water supplier in Bali. And most people in Bali drink bottled water. Yeah. Because we can't drink the tap water, so... It's, yeah. it's a lot of plastic. Well, the other thing that also we do at Plastic Action, you know, and again, you know, Plastic Action just the tip of, of the iceberg. What I say, you know, like the dignity, prosperity, mm-hmm. environments, uh, edu action, you know, and we we draw from uh, Balinese wisdom. You know, we have a community. We have Trihita Karana. We have uh, Tatwa Masi. We have Sadkerti. I mean, all of this. It just become a slogan. It's become a good on a hallmark card. Mm-hmm. How can we make this pragmatic, uh, this wisdom become a pragmatic? Mm. Mm-hmm. And the norm as well. Yeah. So, and then if we do this over and over, it's become a normal. Yeah. You know, because now what is luck is an action. Mm. That's what luck, you know. And then who to, who to blame? Ourselves. Mm-hmm. You, me. You know, and again, I'm doing this plastic exchange. I'm not anti-plastic. No. I'm not anti-plastic because plastic has a place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I'm really after is like, how do we responsible after we use it? If we can just do that for now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. then that would be a positive step. That's a positive step. And then we talk about reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. So I always said this, plastic exchange, it's kind of like this a baby. I know this baby going to run marathon. I cannot talk about marathon to this baby now. No, you break his little little <laughs> heart and mind. I only have little legs. Yeah, and then uh, I cannot do that. Oh, my God. You know, like, no, no, just eat this food. Okay. Yeah. Just do this. That Walk, makes sense. You know. Yeah. So reduce, reuse, recycle, yes, it's the goal. But if you don't understand how you even dispose it after use it how can you really understand to reduce reduce recycle absolutely so it's almost like this uh i always said this list like uh uh enlightenment bypass <laughs> yeah yeah you know you you need to do your work before you got to the recycle yeah reuse and reduce yeah. you need to do your work which is like oh it's plastic in my hand what should i do with this mm-hmm. yeah and i ha- i have a responsibility Yes. I, I decided to buy this. And of course, yes. that's a point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Could you decide not to buy some of those products? Yes, of course you could. You know, do you need the sweets that come in this single-use yeah. package? No, you don't, actually. You've got the jungle has got lots of sweets uh, called durian and jackfruit. <laughs> yeah. <It's> bananas. bananas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think there's, there's, that, there's certainly that aspect of responsibility that we can all take, and, it, and that's got nothing to do with government or the plastics mm. company. So there's, th- there's this step, you know, it, for people to aware, there's a step. You can just tell, why do you don't, you don't aware? Well, you never teach me how to be aware. Mm. Yeah. You know, wh- why did you understand? You never teach me how to be understood. Ignorance so, is bliss. Yeah, the, the first one you need to attend to. You know, I attend to this plastic. Now people understand, oh, plastic has a value. Mm. So they're aware because from the, from the, from attend to and then you're aware. Mm. From the aware and then you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Either pick it up or just leave it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have a, 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 a result from what you do. Mm-hmm. And then again, go back again. You know, awareness is not just happen. It's need a process yeah. mm-hmm. for people to be aware. Mm-hmm. One of the things that to make people aware for me 
is through a reward. Yeah. So now they are seeing plastic. Oh, it's plastic. They attend to. They aware there's a plastic. Now they have a choice. Mm. Should I just leave it there or should I pick it up? And what will I get if I pick it up? Well, yeah. you you'll be fed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and again, you know, there's a process for get people understand. There's a process for for people to take action. Mm. For us, we already understand. Why don't you understand? Well, have you ever t- teach me how? Mm-hmm. You know, or f- this is the the other thing is like uh, with the kid. Calm down. You're like, teach me how. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually had a we had a kids yoga teacher on on the show a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about this very thing, weren't yeah. we? How um, it's all well and good for a parent to say, "Be quiet." Yeah. Or calm, as you say, calm down, calm yourself. What do you mean? What do you mean? How, what is that? Can you teach me how to self-regulate, please. What do you mean? And then of course the parent would say. Oh, actually, I'm not self-regulating now, am I? So I'm probably not a good example. Well, same as everything, there's a process and you've got to start at the beginning. And if you try and start at the end, you're not going to do it because you freak out and it's too much. Too much. It's a mountain, isn't it? Yeah. And like you said, you know, there's a lot of uh, descending from Java, all of this plastic and all of that. You know, if I think about that, I, I'm, I'm going to be paralyzed. Well, why, why should I do this mm. if there's going to be, there's not, it's, It doesn't matter what I do, not going to make a difference. But I believe what I do will make a difference. Yeah. Mm. So now we start in Bali and I want to start in Bali and success. And later on, bring it to Java, bring it to Lombok, bring it to the different island. Mm-hmm. But let's make it success in Bali. Yeah. And then the people in Java are just going to be like, here, copy and paste. Nice. You know, here's the core value. This is what you do as you action. This is how you do it. This is how you work uh, with the sponsor or this is how you get people involved. You don't have to think anymore. Not don't have to think, but like uh, not inventing the wheels. Yeah, so you just speak. follow the process. Yeah, pl- follow the process. It's been proven. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a process. It's not going to happen next year and all of that, but I hope I am die happy knowing it will spread. <laughs> Well, I suspect, I suspect one thing's for sure. You have created something that will be your legacy. And I think uh, this isn't going away, what you've mm-hmm. created. I, I think um, you've, you've sparked a fire in a lot of people. Mm. And it's really legacy, gaining momentum. Le- legacy for the whole island. Yes, absolutely. You know, not just for me, but the whole island. The mm. Bali people, the Indonesian, the Southeast Asia, Asia, you know. You know, we we all can create this. Mm. Can I ask, how do you get the word out though into Bali? So obviously, a lot of this these is happening in villages. Mm-hmm. So how are you getting the villages involved, or how how are you spreading the word? Well, here's the thing. You know, I call it smart growth. Mm-hmm. So I start with one village, and then when they success, the next village we like, uh, oh, what do you do over there? You know, like okay. I want to do it too. You know, like, mm. and then that's how it spread. Now it's just like. That's how the I have a 50 mm. villages behind me. Like, when when can we start in our village? And I said, give me that uh, crazy people and then we'll start. <laughs> I love that. I love that because then they are actually actively asking and wanting to yep. do it. They're not being yep. advised or told. Yep. Mm. Or patronized. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, this is this is one of those subjects we could talk to you about for hours, Jano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm conscious we we are trying to keep our podcast uh, down to around an hour now. And would you believe we've talked for an hour and eight minutes already? Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as you said, we could keep going. We could, but let perhaps let's um, just to finish on a on a positive. So. You've given us an idea of of the plan. You know mm-hmm. how you how you'd like to roll this out. What's the roadmap? Have you got a have you got a defined roadmap for um, by twenty twenty three? We'll do this, and twenty twenty four we'll do that. Or are you surrendering to the flow? I'm I'm surrendering to the flow. Uh, I'm you know of course you know the way we look at like oh what what's going to be in five years? What is going to be in ten years? And I said I don't know, you know. But what I know, we keep going. Mm. Yeah, and now uh, after two years, there is uh, uh, several company actually um, approaching us. You know, hey, can we do this? Can we turn this plastic into uh, a fuel? Can we turn this plastic into a brick? Can we? You know, and I said, yeah, let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, let's do it. You know, and and I always said like this. You know, for the listener, whoever the wherever you are in the world, you have your fire. Everybody has fire. Yeah, let's let's put that fire together to make a bigger fire, not split somebody else's fire mm-hmm. and then make it smaller. Like people ask me, how about lobbying the government? What about uh, you know, go to uh, Danone or this company? And I said, I don't have the fire for that. Mm-hmm. If you have the fire for it, let's 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 co- uh, do collaboration. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, I think that's a beautiful thing, and I think what you're doing is a beautiful thing. And uh, and even though you say you know, in your own way you're doing it, you're still feeding thirty thousand families in a time of economic destruction mm-hmm. you know i don't think bali's known anything like this for a long long time Thirty thousand people for two years yeah amazing. <laughs> yeah absolutely amazing. not just one time well, so inspiring thank you thank you so much for your time today thanks you're for welcome thanks for inviting us to your home thank yeah. you jenna it's been wonderful absolutely thanks for making the drive too it was absolute pleasure <laughs> om swastiastu santi shanti we call it shanti shanti yeah Om Shanti Shanti and Om Swastiastu. Swastiastu is at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, so Swastiastu is like uh, good to be in the same place, same oh. time. Well, that's kind of yeah. what I meant, but I so, but yeah. I can't say that at the beginning of our of our meeting then. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you you say Swastiastu at the beginning, and then you say Shanti Shanti yeah. three times. Yeah. Okay. Three times. Yeah, I know. We sing it. Yeah. Bec- uh, do you know why? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. No. Shanti, you know, like uh, yes. it's mean peace. Uh-huh. So in Bali, there's three worlds. Yeah. The Bur, Buah, and Swa. Mm-hmm. You know, when you sing the Gati Mantra, Om Bur, Buah, Swaha. So there's three worlds actually that exist uh, spontaneously. Mm. The Bur is the underworld. Buah is where we live. And Swa is where the God and Goddess is. So we say three times, Shanti on the underworld, Shanti in this world and santi in uh, God and goddesses all of this need to be in harmony mm. cannot be just santi in this world but the underworld is not santi or you know I mean so imbalance? N- need to be santi in, in, in all of this world so we have to say om shanti shanti shanti, shanti, shanti. Right. om <laughs> well, I've got nothing else to say <laughs> thank you thank you